It's a lot of barking. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, Celebrity Book Edition, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, Cookie Meets Peanut, by Bethany Frankel, illustrated by Daniel Rude, published by Little Brown Books for Young Readers. For those who don't know Bethany Frankel, she's a businesswoman and TV personality. She got her start on the show The Apprentice, Martha Stewart, and she's best known for starring on the show The Real Housewives of New York. As a businesswoman, she's the founder of Skinny Girl. If that's the brand that does alcohol like margaritas, she's a genius and is making bank. Her book, Cookie Meets Peanut, is a tale about a little girl and a dog being introduced and the struggle they have for their mommy-slash-owner's love. Will these two come together and learn to share? Well, bring two leashes, because it's probably going to be us taking care of them. We open on an overly privileged young lady in an apartment, and we have to take the time to unpack all this. Quote, Cookie and Mommy live in the big city, full of skyscrapers, shops, and bustling busy people. Every morning, Mommy wakes up to hear, Woof, woof, scritch, scratch, scritch. It's Cookie saying it's time to go. Okay, Bobo, I'm coming, says Mommy. End quote. Where do we begin? Let's start with the big city. Which one is that? Mexico City? Tokyo? Cairo? All bigger than New York City. But I'm not stupid. I know that's what they're referencing. New Yorkers take way too much pride living in New York. They act like they're celebrities for living there, and everyone's jealous. Bro, I'm from New York. I pay 4000 a month for a shithole apartment that doesn't have any laundry in the building. Dude, it's so nice. The smell of hot trash wafting through my window in the morning is the best way to wake up. The only people who can rival them are Californians. No joke. I visited Asheville, North Carolina, and was wondering what place would be nice to eat at. And when I asked a nice lady, she said, It's good, and we're from California. Okay, thanks. As if that's some sort of qualifier. Don't care. There's a reason people are leaving these places, and it's because of the people. Okay, on to the next thing in that quote. Who's Boo-Boo? Is that Cookie? Which is it? We don't need all the cutesy names. Who the hell is this girl a mommy to? Let me guess. This chick is a mommy to the dog, and it came shooting right out of her vagina. Well, that was a terrible image. But this is my biggest pet peeve. We're off to a good start. I have a feeling I'm going to love this one. Yep. On the next page, the book explains all the pet names. No pun intended. And we see Mommy and Cookie are so privileged they don't have to go to work. They just go out and shop all day while Cookie steals from each of the small business owners. From bagels to shoes. And Mommy shows no remorse. So sad that there's people like this. They have it all, 
and still only take from the community. Well, the book doesn't waste any time jumping right into the conflict. One day, Mommy goes out and comes back a real Mommy. That was fast. It's that easy, huh? But I'm left wondering, where or who's the father? I never saw a baby bump. This baby has blonde hair, and Mommy has black. I can only deduce that this baby has been adopted, which I'm a big proponent of, but not in this case. This spoiled girl is so selfish, and the dog couldn't fill that massive void in her life, so she goes out and purchases herself a baby, like their toys to be bought and sold. Needless to say, Cookie's not too receptive of the baby named Peanut. I can't blame her. It's clear she wasn't good enough for Mommy. Well, the next thing you know, this baby starts to grow up, and of course Mommy has already grown bored of her and just lets her roam wild, unsupervised. All Peanut does is hassle Cookie. So Cookie's like, I didn't buy her, she's not my responsibility, and runs off and goes into hiding, just like Peanut's daddy. Now the book goes into the differences between Cookie and Peanut. Um, I don't think we need three pages on this. I think we can see one's a dog and the other's a child. One just eats, poops, and nags, and the other, well, eats, poops, and nags. I guess they aren't as different as I thought. We continue to see the harassment of the dog and the neglect of the child. And then we get this interaction. Quote, Don't be grouchy, Cookie, says Mommy. Here, you two play in Peanut's room while I'm cooking in the kitchen. I've put some berries out for a snack. End quote. Here, here's some scraps. Now leave me alone. Someone needs to call the authorities on this mommy. This is the first time we see her in some time. Where the hell has she been? Was she out popping Molly and sweating with her friends? This mommy could care less about all the lives she's affecting. It's all about her. I'm shocked she hasn't paid for a nanny yet and left the country for a month-long vacation with her new boyfriend. This girl needs to grow up. Well, the two go off to play and start to realize they only have one another, since their mommy wants no part of their lives. They end up bonding over a highly poisonous bowl of slop, with glitter and other objects they could choke on in the room. Then they finally show their mommy, and she encourages the dangerous behavior. Prob thinking, If one dies, then that frees up my Friday night. Mommy then confuses the girl, reducing her to nothing more than a dog and pushing that Cookie is her sister. I feel like I stumbled into a white-collar torture apartment. This is Twisted. I'll be waiting for the Netflix doc on this one. Well, the story comes full circle, with all three of them out shopping together. And there's a shameless plug for Starbucks, with Mommy grabbing a coffee. I wonder how much they paid for that. Anyway, I wonder if Mommy's gonna try and lose the both of them, or tie their leashes to a street post. Shockingly, she doesn't do that this time. The story ends on a sad scene with all of them hugging in bed. One of the only times Mommy embraces them. And this poor girl is left sitting there pleading for her Mommy's love while her Mommy reduces her to a dog one last time. Wow. 
What the hell kind of house of horrors did we just walk into? First, I'll start with, I could care less about the dog. It's an animal. Even though mommy in her sick twisted head doesn't think so. I'm disturbed by the neglect of the child peanut and mommy's continuing persistence that she's on the same level as a dog. What's more shocking is, this selfish behavior of a rich person buying a child and then neglecting them because they're too much work is not the only instance. And that's what's truly sad about this whole thing. Apparently Bethany isn't a genius. Is this how she behaves and thinks this is acceptable? Is this whole book an admission of guilt? I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Her writing was disturbing. And all the cutesy talk to try and cover this up as loving was appalling. We got a full look at Bethany's ego with this one. She thinks people as privileged as her should get away with this behavior. As for Daniel's pictures, they weren't terrible for the story he was given. But you could tell he tried hard to cover up and smooth out some of the horrific actions. He didn't fool anyone though. This book was a mix between a murder doc and nails on a chalkboard. I know why Bethany wrote this, and it's hitting me that maybe she is a genius. Because in order to read this, you're going to need a whole bottle of skinny girl margarita, and then some. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a flat 0. I'm not only turning my nose up at it, but I'm walking out of the house insulted, and I refuse to be around it. This goose is cooked. Celebrity Book Edition. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.